I just remember laying on the floor of the bathroom in the airport, which is just so gross, um, just lying there on the floor, like unable to sit up and being just so sad um, and frustrated with my situation. So the, the pain was just so strong and I, I couldn't move. And I was like, this is a really, this is a challenge um, when you're just laying on like in a, you know, the floor of an airport bathroom. Lying under the bright lights of an airport bathroom, I couldn't think of many worse places to have a migraine attack. Hi, I'm Joe Coe, the host of Talking Head Pain, where we confront pain head on. Migraine has been a part of my life for over 20 years, so I understand the far-reaching effects of migraine and that it doesn't care if we need to catch a flight or attend a family function. In this episode, we're looking into how migraine affects a group of people that I fall into, millennials. My name is Danielle Newport Fancher. Uh, I am 33 and I live in New York and work in media. We're talking about migraines today. Do you remember when you first uh, experienced a migraine attack? How old were you? Yes. I actually have a very vivid memory of my first migraine. So I got my first one when I was 16 and I was driving home from school. And I remember like leaving the parking lot, seeing a little spot in one of my eyes, which I now know is aura. And by the time I got to like a main intersection, um, driving away from school, the, the aura had taken over my full field of vision. And I I was sitting at an intersection and I couldn't see the road in front of me and I just stopped. <laughs> so I sat in my car. I remember having so much anxiety that there were other people from my high school around me and cars uh, also leaving the school, but I, I couldn't move and I felt like I had completely created a traffic jam. Um, so up until that point, I had no awareness of migraine. I had no awareness of aura and it was, it was a really scary thing for me. Um, to, to go through that and have no idea of what was happening. So I have intractable migraine. Uh, it's, it basically means that even though I've had chronic migraine for well over a decade, um, I had a migraine one day that started and never stopped. So it started October 2nd, 2013. Um, it was like any other day, any other migraine that I've had. And the next morning I woke up with a migraine same migraine was there a week later, and now around seven and a half years later, I have the same migraine. And I know it sounds you know, wild to think of someone being in constant pain that long, but there are so many, so many people just like me who are experiencing pain day in and day out. And I just feel like I'm not as sharp as I want to be. <laughs> as a young woman, have you found that people don't take your pain seriously? Yes. <laughs> I've had many experiences of feeling like my pain isn't taken seriously, but instead of being frustrated with that, which I've obviously experienced many times, um, I've really made it a mission to share my experience more. Um, I've almost like taken on the responsibility of if people don't get it, maybe, maybe I need to be more clear in how I talk about it. And I think that's there are like small, like micro ways to do that. Like in smaller conversations, if somebody says something that I'm like, oh, they don't quite understand. I, it's, you know, clarifying and talking through it and explaining. But I also feel like on like a, a more like macro level here, being able to write my articles and 
share my memoir and talk and be on, you know, podcasts, I think being able to just share my perspective um, on a broader scale also communicates that this is real, this is tough. And like, there's so many of us. Um, so I think, you know, if we all are joining in and as a community doing these things and communicating, whether it's in very small ways or large ways, I feel like we'll be able to at least know that we tried our best to change the the dialogue around migraine. So I've, it's like my whole mission to hopefully, you know, make somewhat of a dent in um, changing someone's perspective on it. I love the active approach that Danielle takes when dealing with migraine. She doesn't see herself as a victim, but instead uses her intense experiences with this disease to help others. I wanted to dig into this further. Why as people living with migraine, are we not fully understood? Why do we need people from our community like Danielle to write books and educate others through social media? I spoke with neurologist, Dr. Peter McAllister to better understand this. I think a lot of patients with migraine, um, particularly those who have not seen a headache specialist, don't think of it as a medical condition like you would diabetes or asthma or Crohn's disease. Migraine is a medical condition. Migraine is, um, according to the World Health Organization, the second leading cause of functional disability, missing days of work and family life and social life of any other medical condition. Um, it's not something they've done to themselves. It's not their fault. They didn't ask for migraine, just like one doesn't ask for asthma or diabetes. And the second thing is, uh, and most migraine patients know this on some level, there is a stigma associated with migraine that I wish I could, you know, uh, blink and make go away. A lot of folks don't really think migraine is quote, legitimate among medical conditions. And why is that? Well, because we all have some background, you know, little headaches, and we discussed that. Also, the word headache in the English language is pejorative, like my boss gives me a headache, or writing this paper gave me a migraine, or something like that. So we have a condition that has negative connotations in the lay press anyway. I sometimes wish that migraine were renamed something fancy like central nervous processing disorder or something like that um, and got away from the negative connotations, the negative stigma. Um, migraineurs, people who suffer from migraine are more likely to call in sick to work and say, I have a cold rather than say they have a migraine because when you pull a bunch of bosses uh, they don't think that migraine is a legitimate reason to call in sick. So that's something that I wish we had um, a better handle on and we can begin to make changes. That's very interesting. I think we've all come across someone or even ourselves who describes someone or something as a headache, like this paperwork is a headache, but never fully considered the ramifications of what that means for us who live with headache and migraine every day. And I know for many, we call in sick when we're having an attack and we'll never say that it was migraine. I guess it's because we fear what our bosses or supervisors might think, and we don't want to be seen as less than or unproductive. This leads me to my next question for Danielle. So how do you manage migraine in your career? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I work in media in New York, um, and I'm, I'm, I do work a lot, and I work very hard. Um, but it's a challenge, like being in constant pain and needing to be ready to go to build presentations, to 
um, you know, present to clients and um, just always be on in that way is a huge challenge. I feel like my migraine pain comes in like bouts. So some days, if I'm not in as much pain, I focus so much harder and I just get as much done as possible. If that means working all night, I'll work all night. If on a Saturday, I'm feeling okay, I'll get my work done. Um, but then, you know, it's, it's really to me about like figuring out how I can get everything done and be ready to go without pushing myself um, too hard to trigger another migraine. And without like, if I'm in too much pain, obviously, I'm not going to get as much done. So it's about figuring out that balance between everything. And how open are you with your employer? How have you navigated uh, talking about migraine with, with your employer? I mean, if I look back to like 10 years ago um, in my career, I didn't tell anyone about my migraine. Um, I just couldn't. I was nervous to bring it up. I didn't want to be seen as less um, capable. I didn't want to talk about it. And so I kept it a secret for many years. Obviously, now that I've done so much advocacy and written a memoir and many, many articles about migraine. Uh, it's kind of out there, but I'm pretty upfront about it with my colleagues. I feel like by this stage in my career, I've, I've proven my value and, and that I can still maintain my workload and my job. Um, so I, I think part of it is that I do feel confident that I can have chronic pain and still, um, you know, build my career and, and do a good job. But I'd say to me, it's just about transparency. If there's a morning when I can't work, I will email that I can't do it. Um, I'm just very honest about it with them. And I'm so lucky to have a team around me that, that supports me and is very understanding of it. Um, but I also, you know, work very hard and try to uh, balance it all out. So I make sure, you know, no one's having to really pick up that slack. And as I said, that, that just takes a lot of work and time. Definitely. Um, I can relate to that as well. <laughs> yeah. A little um, less serious, pro or con avocado toast? Oh, pro. <laughs> Very millennial, of course. In millennial culture, uh, a lot of it is about, like, how we portray success, um, what we're showing on Instagram, was it hard seeing peers achieving different goals um, on a different timeline? And how did you push yourself or um, justify that you're on your own timeline? It's so hard to be in pain and feeling this sense like I'm falling behind. And I think social media also paints a picture <laughs> you know, for anyone who might not be in pain that you might be falling behind of, you know, life stages or careers, all of that, um, because it paints such a beautiful picture of everyone's life situation. But um, so I think as a millennial, yeah, it's definitely tough. Like, we're all, I'll, I don't know if it's fair to speak for my gen whole generation, but I know um, in my millennial circles, like we feel very driven, a lot of pressure to be the best version of ourselves, um, whether that's in our careers, in our social lives. Um, it's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves. And 
I really do find that when you're in pain and you feel like stunted in some way, whether it's, you know, in your career growth, being able to date, that sort of thing, it's tough. Um, I think I've always really tried my best to keep as much going as I can. Um, so I think like there are phases where it was like impossible to go on dates and keep the career, you know, going at the same level and fulfill my whole social life while in pain. Like I think there are different moments in time where I've had to kind of choose what what's the priority for that point in time because um, you can't do everything. And I don't think that's just, you know, for migraine patients, I, I'm sure that's true for everyone. Um, but yes, I agree. Like being a millennial in this high pressure world. Um, it's tough when you feel like migraines getting in the way of, of your goals and those sorts of things. But if anything, I, I really do feel like despite being in pain, constant pain for almost eight years now, I, I have kept everything going. Danielle, I know how hard it is to live with migraine, the constant threat of an attack, thinking about how our careers might be impacted. I, for one, am grateful that there are new drugs and treatments that are coming to the market. Some of them are already out on the market. I just hope that people like us don't have to jump through fiery hoops to get them. There have been so many years where I've taken medications for like blood pressure, like uh, seizure medication, you name it, for all of these different types of um, other illnesses because their results show that they help patients with migraine. Um, and it's all, it was always such a funny thing to me. Like, I was like, where are the migraine medications? <laughs> Cause we just took all, you know, our doctor said that this should help and it's, you know, a medicine for something else, but it works with uh, migraine. Um, it, it's just such a fascinating thing that for so many years we were trying all these medications for, for other illnesses. But finally, I really do feel like things are changing and we're starting to see more medications for people with migraine. Um, this, obviously, this is just my patient perspective here. Um, I'm not providing any medical views here, but I really think it's like such a hopeful feeling. Um, to I feel like things have changed, like not only in having more options for us, but there's more dialogue around migraine. We're talking about it more. I feel like just getting more visibility on this illness and more funding, just such an important thing. And I really do have this sense of hope for for all of us that there are new things to try and that you know we can hopefully uh, not only have more awareness around our illness but but more relief. That sense of hope is so important for the migraine community. What do you think your migraine superpower would be? I like truly believe that I can handle anything. That would be like the migraine superpower that I have. Like I am so. It's so funny. After all of this, I feel so confident, like I can tackle anything. Um, you know, if I feel behind on things or if I do have a day where I can't get things done because of my pain, like somehow I'll always be able to like get it all done. I don't know. There's something about like having a confidence that I can like, t like handle it, whatever it is. Someone needs to hear this. What tips or advice would you give to a millennial? Um, that's living with migraine that may not have gotten to the point that you're at? My number one piece of advice, and this has been, you know, throughout my migraine journey, 
is to connect with other people in pain. Bottom line, like this is the one thing that has really, really helped me. I think being in pain is so hard and feeling like you're the only one going through it is much, much harder. But knowing that there are other people in your circles that get it, that you can call at any time or get on social media and send them a message. Like just knowing that someone's out there who's like, I, I'm feeling it too. Like today's a hard pain day. Um, that is like a game changer. I feel like that alone has changed my whole journey and why I've started talking about it more and you know built this community. It's, it's just a game changer. It's difficult opening up about migraine to friends and colleagues, especially when you're part of a generation that has been told that we're whiners or complainers or that we need participation trophies. However, Danielle has made it her mission to advocate and has helped countless people living with migraine to better understand the complexities of this disease. You can find her work on Twitter and Instagram by following at MigraineWriter. Do you need some quick information about migraine or have someone in your life that doesn't really understand this disease? Our free patient audio guides offer valuable information and insights from leading experts that can help you become more informed.